You wave goodbye to your mother as you board a bus headed for the Pine Barrens of New Jersey. Today is your biology class's field trip to do some canoeing and talk about the wildlife of South Jersey. Not long after launching your canoe, you begin to hear footsteps behind you, large and pounding. As you travel along, they begin to become more intense, and you begin to worry. You paddle faster and faster as the footsteps become louder and louder. The beast is upon you. The Jersey Devil will make you its next meal. And this, my friends, is why we don't look in the trees. Hello, my fine forest friends. Today we're going to be looking into the Jersey Devil, a legendary winged cryptid from New Jersey. I'm your host, Abby, and I want to thank you for riding along with me as we discover the truth and mystery surrounding one of the East Coast's most well-known monsters. The Jersey Devil is well-known and sighted along southern New Jersey and Philadelphia, which is in Pennsylvania. It is said to inhabit the Pine Barrens of South Jersey. Most who have seen it describe it as a flying biped with hooves, but there are many variations on this description. These variations include a bipedal kangaroo-like wyvern-like creature with a horse or goat-like head, leathery bat-like wings, horns, and small arms with clawed hands, legs with cloven hoofs, and a forked tail. It's able to move very quickly and is often described as emitting a high-pitched blood-curdling scream. The Jersey Devil's lore begins with 18th century resident of South Jersey Pine Barrens whose name was Jane Leeds. Many who know the story will know Jane as Mother Leeds, Air Bunnies, Air Bunnies. As the story goes, she had 12 children but became pregnant again for the 13th time. She cursed this pregnancy in frustration, as I'm sure anyone who'd gotten pregnant 13 times might, crying out that this 13th child would be the devil. And boy, was she right. Mother Leeds birthed the cursed child one stormy night in 1735. It initially seemed like a normal, healthy baby, but soon transformed into a creature with hoofs, a goat's head, bat wings, and a forked tail. Growling and screaming, the child beat all those present to witness his birth before flying up the chimney and heading for the pines. There are variations on this tale which will peg Mother Leeds as a ghost and the child's father being the devil. There are other variations still which say that there was an attempt by a local clergyman to exorcise the creature from the Pine Barrens following its birth. I'm no expert on the Jersey Devil, so I digress. If you have a version of the Jersey Devil story that you want me to know, send it to dlittpod at gmail.com. That's dlittpod at gmail.com. This story, however, was not the true beginning of the Jersey Devil as we know it today. It wasn't until multiple reported sightings in 1909 that it would even be called the Jersey Devil. Before then, it was known as the Leeds Devil, or the Devil of Leeds. This could be argued to be the title given to it after the Leeds family or the southern Jersey town of Leeds Point. This is where the story gets a little bit muddy. In the town of Leeds Point, there was once a Leeds family. Their names differ from the previous version of the story, however. Mother Leeds, Air Bunnies, Air Bunnies, in this case, was named Deborah Leeds, not Jane. Deborah Leeds had 12 children with her husband, Jaffet. This is known because he claimed 12 children in his 1736 will, which is in agreement with the Jersey Devil story. As I said before, they both lived in Leeds Point, which is in Atlantic County, New Jersey, where the Jersey Devil is claimed to have originated from. Even more interesting is the history of the Leeds family itself. Historian Brian Regal of Keene University theorizes that Mother Leeds Air Bunnies Air Bunnies may not be a single person. Rather, the name given to any woman from the Leeds family. See, the Leeds family was a hot topic of the South Jersey gossip mill during colonial times. Daniel Leeds, 
who lived from 1651 to 1720, had serious beef with none other than THE Benjamin Franklin. That's right, old hundred dollar himself. Daniel was an almanac publisher who lived in Egg Harbor in South Jersey, located within the Pine Barrens. He was a royal surveyor and was a British royalist until the day he died. This, of course, sparked heated debate with his biggest rival, Ben Franklin. Leeds had gotten his start as an almanac publisher after he began writing about connections between astrology and its connection to the agriculture of the area. This got him shunned from the Quaker church, which only further entrenched him in his esoteric writings. He infamously bridged the gap between astrology, demonology, angelology, occultism, and Christianity with his almanac writings. He was labeled as a blaspheme and was dismissed as evil. Daniel's son, Titan, inherited the almanac business in 1716. By this point, he had gained serious popularity with all the legend and intrigue surrounding Daniel. Titan printed his family's crest, a point of pride, on every almanac. This crest featured a wyvern, a bat-winged, dragon-like, legendary creature that stands upright on two clawed feet, possibly an influence of the description of the Jersey Devil. The almanac started to compete with Ben Franklin's Poor Richard's Almanac, to the point where Franklin published a satirical astrological article predicting Titan's death in October 1733. Titan, of course, fired back, calling Franklin a fool and a liar. Franklin responded, saying that, Indeed, Titan had died, and his ghost now haunts and threatens me. Titan Leeds ultimately died in 1738. Franklin still joked about being haunted by him after this. It's in really poor taste to taunt a dead guy, don't you think? It is this constant taunting of the Leeds family that led many to associate the Pine Barrens of South Jersey with evil energy and haunting. This belief birthed the Leeds Devil, a monster which wandered the Pine Barrens. This monster was standardized by stories and sighting in the 1900s to become the Jersey Devil. The first sighting of the Jersey Devil came from Joseph Bonaparte, the older brother of Napoleon Bonaparte in 1812. Bet you didn't know this thing was so historically rich, huh? He reportedly saw the creature while out hunting on his Bordentown estate. This sparked a long string of sporadic sightings, most of which blamed livestock killings on the Jersey Devil. 1909 saw the Devil Craze, Air Bunnies, Air Bunnies, where over 1,000 reports came from eyewitnesses of South Jersey. The most amazing of these came from Navy Commander Stephen Decatur, who was testing cannonballs in the Pine Barrens when he saw the Jersey Devil. Supposedly, he shot a hole straight through it and it was unfazed by its injury. There were bloodhounds sent after it, but they reportedly would not follow the tracks that they had found. The incidents in 1909 were so popular and well-covered that sightings of the Jersey Devil were reported as far away as Western Maryland and Delaware. People were truly terrified of the creature, enough to justify the closing of schools during part of this year. There are many stories I found from eyewitnesses in my research. This one is driving by the devil in the pale moonlight. This haunted me since it happened in 1972. I was a senior at what was then Glassboro State College. I had heard about the Jersey Devil when it came to South Jersey, but being from North Jersey, it's an entirely different world. I thought I was far too sophisticated to believe in such humbuggery. One winter night, I was driving to Glassboro from Blackwood on Green Tree Road. At the time, the road was flanked by orchards and farms. There were a few houses, but there was hardly any development. I was completely sober and awake when I caught a glimpse of something in my rearview mirror. Curious as to what it would have been, I slowed down to take a gander. It was dark out, but the moon lit enough that I had no trouble at all discerning the upright figure of a creature crossing the road from one side to the other, roughly 25 feet behind my car. 
The figure stood taller than a man by far. It had thick haunches, similar to a goat's, supporting its nearly human-looking torso and a huge woolly head. It moved heavily and it didn't seem at all disturbed by me being there. I didn't linger long enough to see much more. I hit the gas and flew to Mansion Park Apartments by the borough. So petrified was I that I slept the rest of the night in the car, unwilling to get out in the same darkness that had introduced me to the Jersey Devil. Never again from that day have I ridden on Green Tree Road, day or night. That I haven't gotten the heebie-jeebies just thinking about that winter night so long ago. Mary. This next one is don't ever camp in the Pine Barrens alone. Like I say, my fine forest friends, don't go out at night alone. And here's a reason why. I spent a lot of time in the Pine Barrens when I was growing up in New Jersey, and had my share of strange experiences. When I was about 13, I went camping alone near Hampton Furnace. I had a bow with me, and I went looking for a rabbit dinner about an hour before sundown. Something started following me back in the trees. It tailed me back to my camp and circled while I cooked my dinner. This kept up until about two hours after dark, and let me tell you, it was one dark night. I finally decided that my visitor had moved on and crawled into my tent. When I just started to calm down, I heard a foot stomp down right behind the tent. I got all set to jump when this thing, whatever it was, started screaming. I would compare the volume of the scream to a large truck's horn. I couldn't decide what to do. I had my bow and my knife, but they didn't seem like much. After several blasts, it just stopped. I didn't hear a sound except my heart for like an hour. I was sure that if I stuck my hand on that tent, I'd lose it. In the morning, I could find no tracks in the pine needles. To this day, I still don't like camping in tents. I'd rather take my chances in the open. Keith. And this next story will confirm all of your childhood fears. Field trips to the Jersey Devil's Turf. As a native of Cape May County, I've had the typical rite of passage trip to the Pine Barrens, the legendary home of the Jersey Devil. This Jersey girl went to Cape May County Technical High School, which sponsored trips to the Pine Barrens for good grades and certain classes. I was one of the fortunate students to go three times during my four-year career at CMCT. Each time I went on this trip, my canoe was followed by a heavy-footed thing. With each step, I heard branches snap under its feet. Hoops? Every ten minutes or so, I could hear deep, beastly growls that to this day still give me the creeps. Being in a canoe on a class trip didn't afford much opportunity to flee in terror, so I stuck it out for three years. Every year it was the same. During my sophomore year, I was pretty confident about my canoeing skills, so I didn't look over my shoulder much. I went canoeing with a friend of mine when we came across a bag that had been torn open and gone through. Around it were prints on the ground that looked something like a horse's hoofs, only bigger. Then I heard it, the cry that still haunts my dreams, part human, part beast, and full of anger, and pregnant with pure hate. I nearly flipped the canoe. We left, leaving whatever was out there behind, or, or so I thought. It seemed to follow us. Every time we stopped or paused, it got closer to the river. We pushed on. Then, worse came to worse. As we tipped the canoe, I heard the thing running behind us and thought that we were for sure dead. We righted our canoe and got in as fast as humanly possible. We finally made it out to safety, sun fried to a crisp, missing all of our valuables and most of our clothes, but never happier to be on shore. We packed up our bus and left. As we were leaving, I rested my head on the window and saw a little cottage. I looked at it until the bus was about to pass and I saw a woman. She looked back at me and I could see her skin was torn and bleeding. After the bus passed, she vanished. It scared me so badly I wouldn't go into the woods for another year. Kelly.
So, what do you think? Is the Jersey Devil a dangerous cryptid, or is it a product of colonial slander? I'm not here to be the judge or to sway your opinion, but I think that the power of this beast is legit. I mean, it closed a bunch of schools in 1909 out of fear of attacks, and that's reason enough to at least consider that it, it could be out there. Thanks for listening in this week, and don't forget to send your suggestions for future episodes to dlittpod at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram at don'tlookinthetrees. I'm always looking for listener stories and for regional cryptids and folktales, so write to me. I'm Abby, and I'll talk to you next time. Remember, don't look in the trees, or a winged goat-faced, devil-horned, demon-spawn child may just turn you into a midnight stack. Bye bye